When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football, And welcome back as uh, we continue. Pretty wild first half of the program. Let's uh, continue with more phone calls, and we have uh, Ralph Russo from the AP a little bit later on. Let's check in next with Ralph in Louisiana. Hello, Ralph. Uh, have you uh, seen or paid any attention to what uh, Will Wade is accomplishing down here at McNeese State? No. I tell you what, I think people might want to start taking a look at him. They've got he's got a nineteen and two record down here. He's got the best start in the history of the school mm-hmm. and he's filling up the arena. Is it really? It's just unbelievable what he's done with the program down here. Well, it couldn't have happened to a nicer and more honest guy. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, let's check in with Bill in uh, Tennessee. Hey, Bill. Hey, I just wondering, do you think that uh, Hendon Hooker may have made Hypo look like a better coach than he is? Uh, I mean, there's, I mean, I still think Hypo is a very good play caller. Uh, I think the last season got away from them because he, he had the wrong quarterback. Okay. I, I mean, the, I, the problem with I, Milton, I, uh, I mean, Milton had moments of greatness, but they were, he was never consistent enough. And I think ultimately, uh, Florida, the Florida game should have never happened. And oh no! Uh, other than that, Tennessee you know, had a had about the season I think most people thought they would. The Missouri game got out of hand, but that was still a, a difficult team. And Alabama, uh, they were probably fortunate to beat A and M, which was not a great team. Bill, I, th- I think uh, I think next year will be a lot better uh, with Nico. Thanks so much for the call. Appreciate it. And Slim Shady is up next. Paul. Paul. Hey, what's the uh, DOJ? Give me their input on on this situation. Uh, is where the D, the DOJ is not involved. Well, on this transfer portal, they are. Well, uh, well, they're they're involved on the number of times you can transfer. You're right. I'm sorry that that case that case was taken to court. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking yeah. about the Tennessee case. Right, but. Uh, if Tennessee is, I mean, this, uh, this TRO is the big deal right now, I believe. I mean, that's what the plaintiffs are, are wanting, correct? Yeah, uh, but uh, again, I don't know anything, but uh, based on what I heard from, from uh, our previous guest, I think that would be very difficult to get. Right. Uh, so if, if Tennessee is... Uh, in violation, they'll be a repeat offender. That is correct. 
Okay. Well, All th- right. th- that's the problem. And if, if this was a one-off, I don't think anybody in Knoxville would be overly concerned and you wouldn't see uh, this hyperbolic uh, reaction. Uh, but they are, they, are, they are in a very dangerous window if, for whatever reason, the NCAA dropped the hammer. Uh, many people don't think they're capable of dropping the hammer without inviting uh, litigation that they do not want. Thank you for the call. Uh, by the way, if they had the litigation, and, and the Tennessee prevailed, the NCAA effectively would be out of business. And it's probably not worth risking that to, to penalize, penalize Tennessee for the same thing that everybody else is doing. Tennessee is not doing anything out of the ordinary. They're doing the same thing every other major school is doing. Whether it's right or not is open to uh, interpretation. Bill is up next in Houston. Uh, hey, Bill. Hey, Paul. Uh, a great show today, and I really appreciated the legal uh, expertise that you had on earlier. Um, that's the kind of thing I, I really listen to your show for. Thank you. I had a thought about this uh, this Tennessee deal. It sounds to me like the uh, the only infraction that's been publicly talked about is is really not an NIL issue. It was the same old kinds of issues you always had with boosters providing, you know, benefits, um, potentially, uh, that, uh, that were against the rules. Um, to me, he wasn't even a student, uh, at the university. Then he was getting some free transportation that, uh, that from a booster organization. So I don't know that calling this an NIL issue is really, really accurate, but I also think that, um, you know, there's really no rule that the NCAA can invoke that a state legislature can't void. Uh, that, you know, because the states have rights under the Constitution, NCAA doesn't, right. really. And so what I see happening, if I'm, you know, a Tennessee legislature, attorney general, et cetera, I want to know all the violations. I want to know when they happen, what they're alleged. Now I'm going to go to the legislature and make it all legal. And Bill, I think you just, uh, you really have come up with something novel here. And, and based on what I saw last winter with the Tennessee legislature, they'll get it done. Oh, yeah. Well, you look, you come to Texas, you know, we're, we're putting up our own border here because, uh, you know, the federal government won't enforce it. Uh, we're shipping guys all over the country so that all the sanctuary cities can, can enjoy the pleasure of actually being a sanctuary city. And uh, you think the state of Texas wouldn't take them on? And when? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've already seen in the, Missouri, in the Missouri situation where they tailor made a law to benefit the University of Missouri, and it did. And I think you're right. Uh, I think, uh, and, and then, and then you have a much different legal battle, uh, and it's one the NCAA cannot win. Yeah, I'd, I'd make all those laws re- retroactive till whenever. You know, the University of Tennessee was founded. No, there's no way and, the NCAA then, would ever want to get into a case that would, I mean, I mentioned earlier that they would lose, uh, but that case would, would would end the NCAA. Okay, thank you, Paul. Thank you. And they can't afford that because, and it's so complicated, and I hate to keep making the same point, but all these presidents and all these athletic directors, they're all part of the NCAA, and they go to these meetings every year and approve these rules. So when Tennessee claims that these rules don't exist, uh, the NCAA can probably come back and say, well, you were there and voted on it. But uh, 
we're heading down a very, uh, very tricky legal road. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. And Chip is up next in Mississippi. Uh, hey, Chip. Hey, Paul. How you doing? We are doing great. Um, just wanted to respond back to Peggy, uh, Tennessee. Um, she's wanting to blame someone like Lane Kiffin, and uh, I don't think she yeah, really I've, re- knows I've reached that. out to Coach Kiffin for a comment that he is at fault, and we have not heard back yet. I did. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think he's worried about making a comment uh, on that on that board. Uh, it's just that there are a lot of people right now jealous of how Lane is handling the uh, transfer portal, and uh, they don't enjoy losing their players to our team. Because Tennessee, you ever, ever think so that uh, down there in uh, Jupiter, Florida, Nick Saban's got his feet up at the 19th hole after a round of golf and going. <laughs> Really hate to be missing all this. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. I think he's really relaxed right now. He's sleeping pretty yeah, good. He and he and, uh, he and Tiger are sitting around watching Sports Center at the moment, and uh, he's going. What time you want to play tomorrow? Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, he uh, he's got a lot better stuff to do right now than worry about all this going on. So, I think uh, I think she needs to kind of blame somebody else. So. Well, I Probably like the idea. Of, I, 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 I don't mean to sound biased, but the idea that Lane Kiffin is behind this, I, I don't care whether it's true or not. I believe it. <laughs> hey, thank you very well, much for the call. That was funny. Uh, really cool. Uh, Frank is in Texas. Uh, hello, Frank. This is your favorite attorney in Texas. That was a very interesting. I'm calling from San Antonio. This is a very. That was a very interesting thing on NIL. And I wanted to ask you something. I. I was in the Army 20 years. I graduated from South Carolina because I was there seven years, and I'm a Longhorn fan. Do you attribute, like I do, that Texas is, like, spending the most money is why we're getting the best players? Because Sark, when he did the NI, the portal this year, we're stronger at every position at Texas this year. We're loaded except for a defensive tackle. Do you think that's how Texas is getting players? Well, let me, let me start with the fact that uh, Texas is one of the most attractive universities and athletic departments and football programs in the country on its worst day. Uh, And you know, the problem with Texas has always been alignment. Uh, There's always been some discord out there, whether with Mac Brown uh, not reading uh, the room correctly and and, and missing on four or five generational quarterbacks, as you know, or or just getting the wrong people in. Sark is the right guy, and uh, he, the, you have a great athletic director out there in Chris Del Conte, the president. Uh, and and I think uh, the move to the SEC just energized that program to a point where uh, everybody quits sitting around going, "What's wrong with us?" And, and instead, they're saying, "How how can we compete in the SEC?" And they're competing okay before they even start. I think what we've improved the most, Paul is the offensive and defensive lines at Texas because I've been a Longhorn fan for 50 years since I was five years old. I guess I'm aging myself, but we have never had great linemen. We won when Vince Young was there because he could run all over the place. The line was not good, but our offensive line this year has five returning starters, three or like 50 year seniors. Our lines are loaded now. And that's, I think that's been the major difference at Texas. So and I just had one thing, too. Uh, Willie McCovey, because I have a lot of baseball cards that he was talking about earlier from Alabama, great player. He played 18 of his 21 years for the San Francisco Giants. Your earlier caller was probably thinking of Willie Starger. Willie Starger, Willie you're right. I should, I should have picked that up because uh, 
Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, no, anybody that's ever been to the great, but Paul, yeah, I, mean, I just like to correct those people. I'm glad. You Last did. question I uh, have. By the way, the, when you hit the home run, when you hit the home run in San Francisco, it used to be McCovey Park, whatever they called it in the outfield. Yeah, McCovey, McCovey Field. Cove, yeah, yeah, they called it. They have a water thing out there. But the last question I had, do you have a great saying for te- about Auburn? I don't love Auburn, but Auburn has the best thing ever with War Dam Eagle. Does Texas have a great – I mean, Hook'em Horns is not as exciting as that. Do you have a, a thing I can try to patent here at Texas that's like Texas something Longhorn or something great that puts us like War Dam Eagle? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with uh, Hook'em Horns. I mean, that's one of the most famous uh, signals in all of sports. So uh... – I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't walk away from that yet. Hey, thank you so much, Frank. We have a guest coming up in a couple of minutes. More of your phone calls, and we return right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com slash Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. And welcome back. Uh, we'll talk to Ralph Russo here in just a few minutes. Let's check in with Luke up next. Hey, Luke. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? We're doing great. I'm a uh, student at the University of Tennessee, and, you know, we've been following all this NIL crap for a, for a while now, you know, even starting a couple of years ago. But, you know, with the, with the new lawsuit that just came out with the University of Tennessee, or the state of Tennessee, pardon me, and the Commonwealth of Virginia, I wanted to get your kind of thoughts on how you think that's going to impact the, the NIL space, because it's effectively trying to, you know, get rid of the rules and regulations on NIL money and everything that goes with, with that. So how do you think that's going to, you know, kind of impacts NIL going forward? Well, I think it really depends on, on the legal front. Uh, I don't think the NCAA is going to do anything differently based on what happened yesterday, but uh, they do have to be concerned if they get shut down. And, and I, I think what Tennessee is trying to do is send a message that it's preemptive, but it's still significant. And if you're at the NCAA, uh, you probably want to settle this case as opposed to prosecute it. 
For sure. Do you think any other states are going to hop onto it, maybe? Yes. And, uh, you know, throw their name in the bid as well? Uh, I don't think there's any question uh, that, remember, uh, I mean, I know we look at attorney generals in individual states and we're supposed to think that they are respected uh, neutral parties, but they can they can see a good headline. Uh, remember the attorney general in Florida and the ones in Tennessee and Virginia. I, I think you'll see an avalanche of attorney generals joining suit uh, with uh, with friend of the court briefs. And uh, I think this will become a, a, a widespread situation. Luke, thank you very much for your call. Appreciate it. And Tanner is up next in Tuscaloosa. Hello, Tanner. Uh, hey, Mr. Pa- uh, Paul, thanks for taking my phone call. Thank you. Uh, look, I just uh, I've heard a lot of noise the last few weeks ever since Coach Saban retired. And we all know Coach DeBoer has uh, big shoes to fill. And, and he's never uh, he's never won an SEC game. He's never played in an SEC game. But he's he's got a good enough record. And, you know, from the outside looking in, he looks like a moral man of character. Uh, to my knowledge, he's never called an escort service. And uh, if he did, he was smart enough not to use the company telephone. Uh, when he's up in the fourth quarter, he knows when to get in victory formation and take a knee. So for I-Man, AJ, JK, and all the other DAs that are doubting us, hmm. just uh, be patient. You know, we'll, we're still the Alabama Crimson Tide, and uh, we're still better than your program. Always have been, always will be. Uh, I man, he comes on this program spouting nonsense. He's a used car salesman, Paul. That's all he well, is. Well, hey, hey uh, Tanner, I, I need to jump in there for a second because there are a lot of really honest, credible used car salespeople in this country who are offended to be compared to I man. Uh, well, well, how about this, Paul? Uh, he's the tallest midget in Montgomery. My point is, he's nothing special. Uh, he's just, he spouts off a bunch of nonsense, and he's been proven wrong more times than right. Uh, and for, for J.K., he's unoriginal. He, he's a Bama hater. Get in line. You know, um, it, you're, you're a fan of a program that has been irrelevant for years, and you probably wouldn't have beat Nick Saban one time had you played in a conference like the sec had you played you play your team plays in the conference that got left out and your team couldn't even win that conference all right and for uh, for aj uh my grandmother was in special education for 25 years so i'm just gonna say bless his heart and i'll leave it at that uh so <laughs> hey, paul uh... i just i just want to silence all the doubters and the critics and uh just say roll tide and uh you know, this time next year, let's just see, because I, I got high hopes for the future. Thank you very much. Uh, let's check in with Ryan in College Station. What's up, Paul? How are you? Hey, Ryan. Good deal. Hey, listen, I've got a solution for this Florida and Tennessee problem here. It's kind of like whenever you have to be airlifted with a helicopter and they send you that fifteen or $20,000 bill, you just send them $2 a month, <laughs> and uh, go ahead and bill them NCAA in Tennessee, Florida. Just send them a couple of bucks every month, and 
call it done. That that'd be uh, that'd be the solution. You agree to a contract, and you're obligated to pay something. So there's something. But I think that's uh, a really good idea. Know, the, other, the other reason I called. Uh, shout out to Matt. Happy belated. Uh, but the the I man call from yesterday. Uh, I mean, just goodness gracious. He's got to be more self-absorbed than uh, Jim from Tuscaloosa and John from Missouri. You know, he used to be a great caller. He He's lost a lot of his edge. Uh, he pontificates a lot. He's pretty arrogant. Uh, you know, the thing about what he said was he makes callers. I mean, you don't make callers like you're Don Corleone. Uh, just... Take a moment to reflect and, and, and look in a mirror, maybe even look at your profile pic and just pontificate on some life choices that you made. That's all I got, Paul. Giggle. Thank you. Uh, great to hear from you. Ralph Russo will be with us in a minute. His take from 38,000 feet on the Tennessee situation. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So we are back. More on the Tennessee situation. We've already heard from uh, Adam Sparks and and Darren Heitner, uh, our legal expert. This is from the AP. Tennessee Chancellor rips the NCAA as a failing group pursuing untrue allegations. Ralph Russo covers the big picture of college football for the Associated Press. And Ralph, thank you for joining us. It's always uh, interesting as January is ending that there are still major college football issues, and this is certainly one of them. Thank you very much for uh, being with us and give us your view of of all of these things that have been going on in Knoxville in in the last 24 hours. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's certainly been a busy one. I, I think my top line takeaways are another day of the NCAA's authority being chipped away. Um, and, and the attacks in, in this case are, you know, coming from inside the house, which is similar to the, with the transfer rules. The, this, I believe, is the fifth antitrust, active antitrust lawsuit that the NCAA is defending. And again, the last two are now coming, you know, they're, they're coming from the states, but ostensibly they were driven by the complaints of member schools. So that ain't great. Um, but I also find myself having like a modicum of sympathy for the NCAA in, in this 
case because for months, year, it's been almost more than a year now, we keep hearing about the wild, wild west, and somebody has to get NIL under control, and these loosened transfer rules have created an untenable situation. And we hear that from college administrators and, and, and coaches. And why doesn't the NCAA do something to rein this all in? And as is usually the case, as soon as they try to rein it in, the, the school that ends up in the crosshairs throws a fit. So, you know, again, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mess of their own making, the NCAA, and I get why the, the Tennessee is, is upset. But I also think that the NCAA is an easy pinata to take a swing at right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, there may be, I mean, Congress may be ahead of them, but when it comes to low-hanging fruit – Going after the NCAA, it doesn't take a, a Harvard uh, degree. Uh, Ralph, just the fact the NCAA put out a statement today, you've covered them for many, many years. They usually uh, are radio silent on NCAA issues. We have it on the screen for those who may have missed it earlier. Uh, what, what do you read, if anything, into them putting this statement out? So I think this is a shift, uh, a broader shift. We've seen them do this a little bit more over the last couple, uh, last year or so. And I think it has to do with Charlie Baker, new leadership, trying to be a little more aggressive in defending themselves when, uh, when they feel necessary and justified. Now, again, we can go back and forth whether you think it's necessary or justified, and I think it's necessary or justified, and Tennessee fans think necessary or justified. But I, I actually think this is, a, is, is probably not a bad strategy. I think too often silence uh, has led to um, others telling the story. And again, making them a much making the NCAA a pretty easy target. Uh, so at, at times, I think it's probably a good idea. And again, my sense is this is probably you know stemming from the new regime, Baker down. Uh, that hey, we need to be a little more aggressive in defending our stance uh, when we have the opportunity to. Rob, we know what's happened, um, but there are a lot of other schools that they are probably looking into. Do you think? This will have a chilling effect on them, or, or do you think the NCAA is going to keep moving full board? Well, I think it's – well, listen, if, if they get – if Tennessee – if the AG of Tennessee and the AG of Virginia get a temporary injunction, um, a restraining order that leads to a temporary injunction, which is what they've asked for. So essentially they're looking for like some kind of immediate relief. They're not just going to let this play out until a trial – you know, it, it begs the question, you know, will you just relent? Because that's what happened with the transfer rules. Now, the transfer rules are a little different. I, I think that's a space where they can say, listen, we really don't want to be in the business of deciding this athlete gets to play, this one doesn't. That's sort of what membership, you know, the, the members sort of threw us in that bind. We don't want to we, – we really want to give the athletes all the benefit of the doubt, so just let them all play. In my sense, is this is different. This is a fight I think that they might want to consider taking up because it goes back to rules that they've, they've been asked to enforce. They've been asked by other schools to enforce. And, I, you know, I, I would also add, like, I think to a certain degree, Tennessee fans might believe they're leading a revolution. But look behind you. I don't know if there's a whole bunch of schools lining up to support you. Uh, and that doesn't mean that they're just they're, they're necessarily looking for Tennessee to get slammed, but I, I just don't know if 
I think that there's a lot of folks in college sports who are, who are looking around at others doing things during the last year and a half when it has been a little bit of the wild, wild west and, and saying, like, can you do that? Are you allowed to do that? And, you know, now some of those, you know, some of the schools that did those things are, are hearing from the NCAA. And I think that some of their uh, competitors are going, oh, OK, yeah, that's fine. Go get them. Ralph, I realize uh, we've seen two AGs, but we saw in the CFP case with Florida State, it's not difficult to get a politician to uh, do whatever you <laughs> want them to do. I mean, they are politicians, and, and, the, and, in, and in Tennessee right now, the most popular position is to attack the NCAA. But I want to ask you about what you just alluded to, uh, because other than the uh, two attorney generals, and there may be 20 more, but from... From the space of college athletics, uh, other ADs, other presidents, commissioners, have you heard anyone else comment? So I haven't had anything yet. Now, it's early, and I, I think that, generally speaking, people like to refrain. You know, it's a very Southern thing, right, Paul? You don't want to put your nose in anybody else's business. Right? Or maybe that's a Midwest thing, too. I don't know. But I think it's a universal thing, right? I don't want to comment about somebody else's business. So I don't think you're going to get a lot of public comment on that. You know, I, I kind of reached out to the SEC a couple of, a couple of hours ago and asked to see if Greg Sankey had anything to say on this. I mean, you have the hotline to Greg, so I'm sure you can get him any time. It's a little harder to, for me. Um but, but I, 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 so I don't want to make a broad statement here because we're only 24 hours into who supports Tennessee and who doesn't. But I'm not getting uh, getting the sense that there is a sort of a groundswell of support. I think there's a lot of very interested onlookers, uh, some that may think, well, maybe Tennessee will take the bullet and we'll, you know, it, it'll save us from being in the NCAA's crosshairs. And I think there are probably some who are looking at and saying, like, you know what? It's about time we crack down on some of this stuff. In, in relation to the NCAA, you've been to those conventions. You know these people. Uh, I want you to try to explain, because I, a lot of our callers are saying, well, what do we, what do we need the NCAA for? Why, why doesn't Tennessee just form their own? I, I'm not asking you for a tutorial, but... Is, is there a simple way to explain why all these commissioners, all these presidents, all, everyone is part of this organization? Uh, is there a simple explanation? Because it doesn't seem like anybody really likes this organization. <laughs> yeah, I do. Listen, to a certain degree, it's a meat shield. Uh, I, you know, I, I think, you know, somebody will explain uh, maybe a lawyer better than I that the NCAA does provide sort of a legal shield to these schools um, who, if they broke out and did their own thing, would essentially have to create another NCAA, right? You're going, if you want to have a national competition and national organization, you're probably going to have, now maybe, maybe at some point, Paul, the NCAA does go away or, or it becomes so marginalized that you end up with the SEC and the Big Ten just running everything. But somebody's going to have to make rules and somebody's going to have to enforce those rules and maybe we're heading toward a time, and I, this is where I definitely get Tennessee fans' frustration. I totally get this. We are moving more and more towards professionalism. The NCAA is nudging it there, and now we're going to be have you know be 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 slammed for this stuff. So I definitely get that looks like hypocrisy. Like we're moving in one direction while still trying to to enforce you know the old rules. 
that doesn't make sense at all. But I, I just I always go back to if if you left the NCAA or you blew up the NCAA, you'd probably have to create another one. I mean, there there is uh, is there not significant money that comes from the NCAA tournaments to all these different conferences and schools? Oh, without question. But then it becomes a question of why does the power five, well, now power four, I guess, and maybe now it's just big two, why do they need the NCAA, right? And that's, I think if you're, you know, a mid-major and down, yes, you need that NCAA tournament basketball money. But if you're in the power five or, you know, again, whatever you want to call it now, power four, you're saying, hey, we could go do our own thing here. And then that tournament that we all know and love in March isn't worth a billion dollars anymore if we're not there. Um, So those schools and those conferences do hold a lot of power. And I would agree with some of my colleagues who say, like, you know, the NCAA does have to, and Charlie Baker does have to refrain from picking those conferences and those schools off. Uh, They hold a lot of weight and and bring a lot of value and if they ever did decide to pack up and go and do their own thing it would be catastrophic for everybody else who plays you know under the ncaa umbrella great stuff as always ralph russo from the associated press Uh, many thanks ralph we head to the break we are going to get some reaction to all of this update you on yet again tennessee football and the ncaa ruling our program two consecutive days at the end of january you're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. How about this? Tennessee and Georgia in women's basketball. It follows us at 7 p.m. Saturday morning, if you're up early, I never miss. What about you, Randy? Yep. Marty and my... Of course you don't miss. Uh, Randy, Marty McGee uh, and Randy at 7 a.m. Back to the calls, and the handsome one is next. Roll tie roll, Paul Feinbaum. All right. I, I like the show today. To me, it's, it's got more pep and upbeat than yesterday's show did. It just, 
I know it's a lot about the same topic, but we know a little bit more today, and it just seems it, it, it actually makes me feel like college football still still happening right now. Like we got games this weekend. Well, let me assure but, you, know, you like, uh, college football is not going away until maybe ever. No, no, it ain't going away. But Paul, I got to say this. Paul, you you know you said it. I mean Tennessee ain't done nothing that nobody else is ain't out there doing right now. I mean, it happens. It happens to every school. Hey, who do you who do you think uh, who do you think has shattered the rules more lately? Tennessee or Ohio State? Ohio State. I mean, why why ain't they being looked at? Yeah. I mean, it's just. If I mean, if they can do what they do, you know, Tennessee ain't done nothing. I mean, compared. I mean, to Ohio one, State, one's going just, one's going twenty seven in a twenty five mile an hour zone. The other one's going one hundred and fifty in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. Right. It's like it's like you got, you know, like a carload of people driving and drinking. And Ohio State's the one that's doing the driving and then get the Tennessee fan that's riding in the back seat and taking him to jail. I mean, You're it's, right. It's, it's, You're 100% right. I, I don't get it, Paul. I don't get it. And I, I think I'd, I'd like to see just the NCAA to go away, just to go away and get out because all they do is, I don't know, somebody at Tennessee's, Obviously, piss somebody off the NCAA or, or NCAA is just that punch drunk or something because that, that's just ridiculous, Paul. I mean, coaches go all over and get players and bring them, you know, have them come to school, college. I mean, they do this all across the country, and it's just it's it's ridiculous what they're trying to do to Tennessee. And I'm, I stand firmly with Tennessee, and you know, am I a fan? No, but I'm a fan of any football program and what they're trying, what the NCAA is trying to do. You know, like I said, I'd like to see them just go away. Just go away completely, do away the NCAA, and let let the, just let the conferences, you know, run their own conferences. Wild, wild west. And they, right, and then when it gets bowl season, this conference can play each other, you know, you can break well, out. Well, oh, first know, of all, I think, I think Ralph said it. Uh, I'll try to be nicer, but I'm not going to be. There are only two conferences right now that should sit at the big boys' table. That's right, and we, you know we don't need the rest of them. Uh, you, know, get, you know, we'll have sippy cups. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's. Uh, Hudson is up next in Florence, Alabama. Hello, Hudson. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Great Thank program. You. You're the best on the radio. Thank this you very is, much. This is old news, and I know you will remember. Uh, probably 20 years ago, I believe it was before Saban came to Tuscaloosa, but one of your callers hit the nail on the head when he said there were just two things in Tuscaloosa. You ask him what they were, he said, winners and beginners. And I think he was right. And so I'm sure you remember. Well, I do remember that. That was a great was call. Because I don't. That was back in the good day when the show, had, when the show was good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Had, had good callers. The host was a little more alert. And and with it. <laughs> well, we're close to the same age. You're alert. <laughs> That's before the host and, uh, uh, you know, reached that point in his life when he just didn't know where he was anymore after 4.30. There you go. <laughs> Great show. Hey, thank you up. very, very much. Really good to hear from you. And let's check in with Bill in Virginia. Hello, Bill. Um. Oh, excuse me. Hey, Paul. Have a nice. I hope you're having a nice afternoon. Thank you. Great. Um, what I was calling to ask about, as I told your screener, uh, I took economics to Tennessee way back in the '60s, and most of what I took was antitrust economics when right. I got a minor in it. 
And if I recall the way the Sherman Act is set up, uh, and there's a classic case, I think, with Westinghouse and GE, something along that line was, was the big one. But if the NCA should happen to lose this, couldn't they be subject to the same fines that were set up in 1890? It's like a million dollars for an Yeah, potentially they could. I mean, and what's interesting about this uh, is that the NCAA is trying, the the whole goal behind Congress's intervention is to to give them an antitrust exemption. And Congress has that right uh, or ability. And without that, they are subject. And and this is going to come down the pike uh, nonstop. And they're already uh, on a terrible losing streak. And and they they really that's why I think Tennessee was smart to react. I mean, you can argue to the degree of but they, they need some help. Tennessee needs some other parties involved here. And that's what's interesting. 24 hours later, other than the Tennessee attorney, uh, the Virginia attorney general. And I don't I don't know what his involvement is other than he's he's lending a hand to Tennessee. I have yet to hear, as Ralph said, anybody else in the college world speak out. Well, and that's the point. And I was looking here, uh, you know, while I was waiting to go on, on Wikipedia about the NCAA and why it was formed, you know, originally right. by Roosevelt, Eddie Roosevelt. But I'm looking down here, they have a thing about on on Wikipedia about notable court cases. Right. And starting in 1940, they've been in court about once every 10 years or so, and they have never prevailed in any case. No, uh, Bill, Bill, not that it matters. I was involved in a case against them many, many years ago. Uh, We sued them. I was part of a newspaper, and we were trying to get their files to help us defend a case. And they have... and I've watched, they, I don't know where they go for their attorneys, but it, it, they must go to a night law school somewhere uh, on a dirt road in, in Idaho, because, I mean, these are some of the biggest clowns I've ever run into. And we won the case. Unfortunately, the NCAA well, has nothing in their files, but uh, we, did, we did get them. Uh, but, and they, no, they, they got destroyed, uh, this Alston case, which, which people confuse, it is fascinating. It was really about transferring, and, and the, the, the Brett Kavanaugh opinion is worth spending some time for any of you uh, who want to uh, you know, entertain yourself tonight. Uh, we will be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 